You're listening to a Monkey Buns production. Hello, pot pickers. I speak to you from London Town, of course, where joy is at the forefront of people's minds recently as we celebrate the pubs being completely open by getting completely smashed. So yes, welcome to Alfie Pod's Fantasy Footy, the home of football opinions and adult tantrums. It's here. Game Week 38 is here. The Premier League finale. And with that, the season finale for the Will I Beat Magnus podcast. I'm glad to say all three of the FBL Hot Squad are here on this episode. That's Matt, Will and Yordi. And as you can imagine, there's a lot of trepidation about getting those final decisions right in order to finish, well, as high as possible, should we say. I, for one, may have to concede that I won't be beating Magnus Carlsen this season. But hear me when I say, Magnus, I'm coming for you. So, yeah. So, Panic Stations. We dissect the fixtures as we discuss many things, such as the impact of returning home fans, what we learned from the FPL this season, which player is the final captain choice, and random stuff like Ryan Mason's rather teenage voice. Let's speak briefly at the end about plans for Euros and things. But right now... Some football finale pie. FPO, I wanna be champion. Or at least I'm gonna be top ten. Now there's this guy who plays the best at chess. If I beat him, that's relative success. Take it down now! Will I be Magnus? Or is this madness? Will I, will I, will I be Magnus? I got to know, I got to be that Magnus. Hey. Oh, here we go. Hey, Making I had again. Top off again. I've got too much clothing on. <laughs> and are we all going, I thought we were all going naked for the final episode. <laughs> all right, fair enough. <laughs> just to let you know, Will, I've got no trousers or pants on. I've just got the top on. <laughs> <laughs> where's, uh, where's the Dutchman? Can you hear me, guys? Yeah, oh, I can hear you. Hey. Yeah, that's good. Oh, I don't know if it's good, but... I actually just came on to say hello because I'm really in a rush. But well, Jordi, I do want to ask you: How was your? Have you fully recovered? Yes, yes. Fortunately, I have. I was really. Um, it was for like three days. It was really bad, and yeah, before and after was was good. It was just yeah, just fine. You 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 um, you experienced some cold, some warmth. And then, yeah, at night it's really fucked up. It sounds like a relationship. You, you experience <laughs> some warmth, some cold, and at night it's just fucked up. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's good. Uh, yeah. Does yeah. that mean you're back to training now, right? I have to train tonight, yes. Um, a Saturday a match. But I think I'll quit uh, after this week because we, yeah, it's, it's uh, to keep my uh, my condition at a high level, just for myself. I'm not playing at the club anymore. So you're on the lookout. We can put this out there if you want. If you look out for a new club, yeah. you can advertise on it. <laughs> yeah, I, I still am. I still am. But Cherry Orchard might need a striker. Uh, it's not. It's not going yeah. as uh, as I wish it would be going. Do you know what? So. It's a good point, actually. Matt's local team. They're, they're from the they're the other side of the road from you, Matt. Right? Cherry Orchard. <laughs> yeah. They're called Cherry yeah. Orchard. I uh, don't know about your command of English, uh, Yorty, but that's a very funny name for a football team. Yeah, well, <laughs> Swindon need a striker. I'm uh, available. Ooh, I might take you up on that. I'll, I'll get. Well, I was going to. I was going to suggest you go and have a trial at Cherry Orchard, and then we can all go and have a bit of a holiday and a booze up. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a big flight for Will. 
I might be back in uh, in July, June, July, maybe. Ooh. Okay. Unfortunately, I might have to go and spend ten days on a beach in Mexico, like Cancun or something like that, just because That's nice. I can't fly direct from <laughs> Colombia to England. So I've got to go to an amberless country first, and then I can enter England without having to pay two grand for the quarantine hotel. Oh, mate, so that'd I thought be I'd horrible. Spend wouldn't it? Be two grand on a holiday in Mexico. So, oh, yeah. I, honestly, I feel for you. I don't know how you're going to get through it. I mean, Cancun, all that sunshine. I mean. <laughs> the beach, everything. It's just going to be, it's going to be, um, I mean, I've got chips. to do it. There's nothing else to it for it. Yeah, my girlfriend's not particularly happy. She <laughs> might have me going to a different country. She might be like, no, you're not going to Mexico. Go to, I don't know, Guatemala or something. Burnley, like that. something like that. Burnley, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jordi, you do have to pop off because you do have to go football training. Uh, yes. You must have a quick question for the lads before you go. Of course, I have. Go on in. I left my free hit for game week 38. So Whoa. I got the uh, 11 free picks and I would like to get uh, Ooh, some, yeah. Yeah. Some, some ideas from you guys. Well, you've come to the right place, Jordi. Not, not, the, usual, not the usual players, not like Salah, Mane. I'm, I mean, I know they're interesting for the last week. Um, maybe some City players, but maybe you all have one player from maybe a bottom side team or... Okay, does anyone want to go first? I can offer my sixpence and then pass over. What I will say is Salah and Kane, golden boot, Leeds, good defence, and Gabriel Martinelli. Martinelli is a good one. But he should start, so that's that's the tricky thing. But yeah, Brighton's not a great game, though, for them, is it? They're quite a good side. Yeah, I only I was yeah. I sort of did that tongue in cheek because what I wanted to do was bring it back around to the fact that a couple of weeks ago I predicted on the podcast that Martin Avery scored in game week thirty seven and he did. So psychic abilities. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to Slash say. Slash humble brag, not so humble brag. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely not a humble brag at all. I'm just you know I've got to be careful my psychic abilities. I don't want the government knocking on my door and you know, trying to get hold of it and stuff like that. But anyway, so Alfie says Martinelli. Well, well actually, hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. I sort of say Martinelli. That, uh, that was a bit of a joke thing. But, yeah. okay. but I think it's a good shout, to be honest, because I think he will play and uh, Arsenal will surprise us, uh, as they have in the past two results, I think. Go, Will. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> oh, shit, actually, <laughs> fuck that. Fuck Arsenal and fuck all Arsenal players, all right? <laughs> good, Thanks. Will. Yeah, no, I was thinking, I mean, you're looking... The, the obvious one is Willock um, playing Fulham. Uh, he's in form. He's cheap. I mean, he's and he's still not particularly highly owned. So he's the kind of you're looking for people outside of the main group. He's the one with a decent fixture who could who could do something in, in game week thirty eight. Fulham, but oh, okay. This is something they are I know. away though. Yes, and this actually means things now. Away and Fulham conceded one against United. So yeah. That's already. I mean, this is it. There's no like, how do you how do you approach this final game? But like, the home fixtures yeah. are good. But there's who's playing badly because even Sheffield United have kind of got a bit better. My pick would be uh, Bogle, a four point three yeah. defender at home against Burnley. Yeah. But yeah, that's. I mean, oh. Sheffield uh, are also rotating their wing backs lately. So yeah. yeah, I really need him to start. But he's cheap, so I could start him and then hope. He plays 90 or not, so... Yeah, Leeds-West Brom is the standout fixture for me. Yeah, well. I got three Leeds already. Yeah. Matt, you must have some wise words for our man Yordi here. Uh, well, I'm, I'm with Will. I definitely think Willock is a great show, even against Fulham. 
Um, I, I think with free hit, I know the temptation to kind of put in a cheap fifth midfielder is is tempting, but you know the teams have played midweek. There may be an odd surprise, you know, a player dropped or a player on the bench, and you might be relying on someone on the bench. So I think Willock is still cheap enough to have there as a fifth uh, fifth uh, midfielder, and at the same time, good enough to you know to bring in a few points if you do need them. So uh, again, then outside of that, I think triple leads if you can. You know, Bamford, Rafinha, Dallas, probably the standout picks there. Casilla. Casilla is going to play. Oh, Casilla, I thought you said. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, instead of Melier. Yep, he's, uh, Casilla is going to play again. He's yeah, 4.1, right. I think. That's so. right, that's right. Yeah. I guess I guess the only thing is what kind of teams have left to play for. You know, West Ham and Southampton could be a high-scoring game with yeah, West Ham leading something. That. Yeah. Leicester and Tottenham, that, that, that's a huge game for both teams that there. That is massive. I mean, um, again, we're going to bring up the whole... Leicester need to go for the win so that we would have space for Son to run into. Yeah. And of course, like, you know... <laughs> we said it yeah, every no, time yeah. this season. We always bring that up, yeah. <laughs> we do, yeah. And Harry Kane's <laughs> goal-scoring record against Leicester. Yeah, yeah. What is his goal-scoring record against Leicester, Will? <clears throat> Precisely. I think he's got 12 goals in 12 games. It might even be... Wow. Edit this bit later on, Alfie. <laughs> no, well, you want to in. know uh, Gabriel Jesus' numbers against Everton? Go on in. Okay. Seven goals and one assist in a bit like 450 minutes. No. Oh, well. Not bad, not bad. But what's his goal scoring record for the past 20 games? Well, probably zero goals. Zero. He did have a good run, I think, from game week 25 till game week 30 or something like that. Like four or five goals. I don't know anymore. Yeah. Okay, that, that was my question. I really need to leave now. <laughs> I'm okay. sorry. Yeah. What, were you going to say something else, Matt? Uh, no, I was just going to say as well, the golden boot, you know, Salah, Kane, yeah. that's still going to be alive. And, you know, uh, Crystal Palace were always a dodgy team for Liverpool. So there's kind of a little bit of history there. You know, it's not, it's probably not going to be an easy game for Liverpool. But uh, A dodgy team for Liverpool, they lost 7-0 against Burnley in the season. Yeah, well, I know, yeah, re- most recent games, yes, it's definitely been a walkover for Liverpool. But um, I think Palace have the uh, have the um, what's the word the you know the capability of causing a few problems, and I don't see them sitting back. I think Hodgson's last game at the club. I think they're going to go out and try and play yeah. a bit of football, which kind of plays into Liverpool's well, hands. I think you'd have to say Benteke then. His form is ridiculous. Mm. Is it four and four he's got or something like that? Yeah, um, that's think, right. And yeah, the most yeah. shots of any forward and most shots in the box yeah. over, that, over that period. He's back. Uh, and Kane, it's 14. I really, I really need to go, no, guys. No, no. Okay, Yordi, Yordi. Okay. okay, you go, go and do... Go and do that. Keep talking, then Yordi can't leave. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Good luck, mate. Okay. Sorry, Will, what are you saying? 14 goals in 11 uh, appearances against Leicester for Harry Kane. Wow. Look at That's that. Very good. Um, yeah. And especially if it's his last game, he'll want to go out on a, on a high. If it If it is... Oh, it is. I mean, he's got to be. I mean, did you see that clip of him during the game uh, yesterday where uh, you could just see him go, oh, what's the fucking point? He does that. He's a really good clip. I'll send it to you, Will. You'll love it. Aren't Spurs absolute dog shit? (laughs) Yes. Uh, yes, they right. Are. Okay. Can, can we can we just say what what was the prediction a few weeks ago from Will? Can I just throw that out there? To, Go on, what was, was there it? a sneaky? Yeah. Uh, a sneaky oh, look, can I just can I give a little bit of context? Can I give a bit of context for that? Because okay, uh, Leicester and Liverpool both got a boost for playing the Man United team when they were like had no rest at all. It's like yeah, go and play again, go and play again. <laughs> that just did them. And like if yeah. Leicester lose to United 
And Liverpool use, lose to United. It's a completely different context, completely different motivation for Spurs. And, and you know, we beat Wolves, and then it's just we were rubbish. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> no, it's, yeah, yeah. it's no coincidence that as soon as you said, hey, we can get into the Champions League, it sort of fell apart from there. Also fell apart when you appointed Ryan Mason, uh, when he decided he's going to start playing Harry Winks instead of Ndombele. Uh, and he's going to play Eric Dyer and all his mates. Deli Ali, Deli, come back in. You're my mate. Uh, he's really annoyed me, Deli Ali, recently. I can't. I don't he like this. I don't. It, yeah, I don't like this whole. Well, now Jose, they're trying to do this United thing of like now Jose's gone, and uh, it's such a huge relief. And now we can just be ourselves. Now that big bad man's gone, and they're worse off. They're worse off. The reason Deli Ali wasn't playing for Spurs because he's not been good enough. His career is stalled. He stopped progressing. And he cannot make, which we learned in the documentary, he doesn't know how to prepare beans on toast. And that, for me, <clears> is... I couldn't get my head around that. I thought, oh, I've really gone off you now, mate. How, as an adult, you don't know how to do beans on toast? I'm just assuming you all know how to make beans on toast, by the way, of course. Sorry. Definitely. Anyway. Rant over. <laughs> and by the way, Regulon. I mean, Regulon, I mean, I don't know what to do with that, that guy. unlucky. I mean, it was a great finish, wasn't it? Superb. <laughs> Superb. I didn't know it's he had a right foot. Trying to clear the well, he, neither did he, and he wishes he didn't. <laughs> Go on, Will. What are you thinking of Spurs? Go on, might as well finish off with Spurs. Yeah, no, I mean, it's like, well, look, I, I was, it was, it's strange. I was encouraged by the performance against Wolves. Um, and then we go and play like that against Philip. I just don't understand why there was no desire. And maybe it's the fact that the team were just all deflated because Carrie Kane said in the dressing beforehand, right, I'm off, lads, or something like that. Maybe that's what's changed. But I thought the performance, we were more attacking under Ryan Mason ahead of the Aston Villa game than we had been under Jose Mourinho. And it just all fell apart against Villa. And I just can't get why we put in such a terrible performance. It, it's, it's the midfield that lets you down again. Villa were terrible against Palace. But why were Palace so good against Aston Villa? And suddenly Aston Villa then just decided to turn up and defend and have a bit of shape. And did we just expect it to be an easy game? Mm. I just, it was such a bad performance. But there is one And I don't know what that means. Yeah, go on. That is Jack Grealish did return. And when he's on the pitch, you really see how good he is. I mean, other teams yeah, can't it was the shape of the Villa. It was just everything about Villa. They played as a unit, as a team, and everything they had. I mean, Tyrone Mings coming back, was he absent for the Crystal Palace game? I think he might have been. Yeah, I and I think maybe that made a difference to them, perhaps more than Grealish, because it was their defensive resolve and team shape that was just so improved compared on the previous performance. Yeah. But I think so Jack Grealish... I think Jack Reddish coming to the side makes immense their first team then. I mean, that's I think that's what it is, and it makes it more resolute as a unit, I think. But I didn't see the game, so I can't really offer an opinion. Uh, but I'm just... I was just once again like, oh, lads, what's your opinion? Oh, we haven't actually seen any football. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's true. I mean, yesterday, uh, I did, like I said, I was hosting a quiz yesterday, first time, thank you. And uh, it was nice to not be available to watch the football, because I would have just been... Right would have been so tense because, you know, away from FPL in my draft league, top of the league, joint top of the league, it's going right to the wire. It's every goal, every assist counts. But luckily I drafted in Giorgino and Nat Phillips and they both scored. So I was pretty happy with that. But yeah, so nice. I was, it was really nice working last night and not be distracted by the football. So that's why. But I did try and do catch up on it. But yeah. Did you see any football, Matt? <laughs> I, I, I did. I saw Martin yes! the previous week. Anyway. 
Go on, carry on. <laughs> Tell us your so stories. We've all, we've all. I think this is a force. We've all actually seen some football for the first time in God knows how long. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm not proud to say which match I watched, but I watched Newcastle and Sheffield United just simply for the uh, the whole Willock uh, bandwagon. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've, I, I was kind of dipping in and out of the Everton game as well. Um, I, I think Spores and Aston Villa was probably the only highlights I didn't see. Actually, I seen the regular on goal, of course. Um, and then I, I sadly endured the Liverpool game of, of Salah, Captain Blank. And, yeah. Um, but you know, I had I had Phillips, so that was a, a definitely a bonus. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, what did you think of Willett then against Sheffield? Were you? Um, did he? he just yeah, sorry, can I just interrupt before we do this? Because I'm going to do another humble brag. It's going to happen. <laughs> and the reason I want yeah. to do it is because it's, it was documented on podcasts. I I predicted Joe Willett would go on a scoring streak, and I didn't really believe <laughs> it, but it's fucking happened. Did you buy him an FPL? No, 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 of course I didn't. <laughs> oh, I, I bought him an FPL. Oh, healthy. did you? Oh, wow. But you didn't, yeah. be, but you didn't say he was going to go. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. In fact, in fact I, I was that brave. speak louder than words. Yeah, that is so it. true. Go on, Matt. What did you think about Joe well, Willock? Well, my, my theory was I knew there was a Joe playing for Newcastle that was really good. So I just said, look, I don't know which one it is. So I bought two of them. So I bought Joe Willock and I bought oh, Joe no. Linton. <laughs> um, Joe Linton. Unfortunately, Joe Linton was part of a, uh, a minus a hit, uh, which involved taking Ian Archer out, um, who came off oh, the bench and no. scored against yeah. Chelsea. Hey. So, yeah. I just sort of quickly want to point out whilst we're on the we're on the pronunciation is so important. Pronunciation, on this podcast. Will. Pronunciation. Thank you, yeah. Joe Ellington. Joe Ellington. Joe Ellington. Ah, yeah. Joe Ellington. Like a jazz player, not Joe, Joe Linton. That's yeah, how they it, say it in in South America, where I'm obviously am at the moment, and yeah. the commentary is Joe Ellington. <laughs> okay. Where's he Joe actually Ellington. from? There you go. You carry on. Where's Brazil. he actually? From? Oh, but if he's Brazilian, that'd be Portuguese. So it might have a different... Well, it's still pronounced Joe Ellington. Well, he definitely doesn't play like a Brazilian, let's just say that. <laughs> that's, how it, just, <laughs> yeah. that's how it is. Well, I, I bought Joe Ellington with the expectation oh, I don't of like maybe... It. I don't a... like it. Can you call him Joe Ellington again? <laughs> Joe Linton, yeah. It's like Joe is his first name and Linton is his exactly, fourth name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, so yeah, you, well, you I... bought... Joe I, Ellington, I Joel, Joel. I, I paid actual FPL money for him, and oh. it, it cost me. It cost me a point to, and he was taken off at half time injured, so uh, it, it wasn't the brightest transfer. Let's just leave it at that. Um, but yeah, look, I fancied Newcastle to do well um, yeah. against Sheffield United. He had a few sparks in the first half. You know, I'm not saying he would have done anything in the second half, but uh, yeah, uh, look. What's what's a carpe DM and all that, you know, seize the day. Mate, well I'm never I'm never gonna own uh, Joe Ellington again. You know, I'm probably never gonna say his name after this season ever again. So. <laughs> yeah. Joe Ellington. Not correctly anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um but you say that you took a pun. It could easily I think this is the right time of the season to do it. I actually took a pun on I swapped out Jota and I just went with Pereira from West Brom. So I got a, and I just thought, yeah. oh yeah, I just it just feels right. So I got that and I got a bit he got a goal. And I, I, I gambled this game week on all formats on Chelsea conceding. Uh, so if you see from my FPL team, I benched both James and Rudiger. Unfortunately, Rudiger scored a goal, but yeah. I mean, you can never, you can't. No, you can't predict for that. So, and I kept Ian Etcher in the side, 
to score against us, and it kind of worked out. But yeah, I, I also benched Gundogan because, and then he. Sco- I mean, that's just so peak Man City, isn't it? Like, do I do I play him? Do I not? Well, I don't want him, I don't want him for one point, and then he scores and he goes off injured anyway. So I don't know. Did you, Will, you made some outlandish transfers, didn't you, this game week? Oh, my transfers recently have been bonkers. I want to complain, (laughs) though. I have a complaint (laughs) against the FPL gods. Right. You just logically, Alpha, you logically benched Rudiger because you thought Leicester would score. That makes complete sense. So you think he's going to get two points. He's offered what? How much goal threat has he offered this season? Not a lot. Next to nothing, really. Yeah. Um, Thiago Silva is the kind of one from corners. Otherwise, yeah. you kind of get Chilwell, maybe, or something like that. Those kind of players. But Rudiger's, or Zuma has done very well, but Rudiger, yeah. nothing. So you got unlucky. I benched Mitchell last game week. Oh, no. Thinking he'll concede, which they did. Which they did. And he gets like, how? <laughs> a goal and an assist. Zero. A goal and an assist from what? From where? How no. fair is that? It's totally unfair. It's like, and then people obviously because it's a blank game week. Loads of people have yeah. him coming in, and it's like, he, oh, he does it in a week when he's bound to come off loads of benches. And I've kind oh. of played this game thinking, you know, with a bit more kind of foresight, took a few hits, and you know, if I hadn't taken a hit, I would have got Mitchell off the bench. Yeah, <laughs> really frust- it's really frustrating. It is. It's, it's really awful. frustrating. This season has no luck whatsoever. I'm really upset. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of glad this season's over. And not just from um, uh, the fantasy perspective. I mean, in terms of, if you think about the Premier League, it's been pretty shit, actually. I mean, the, championship, the, the title was done long way before the season's over. There was no relegation fight. It's all a bit limp at the end, isn't it, really? I mean, the, the fact that we're the big drama in the Premier League is Liverpool vying to get into the Champions League. I mean, yeah, of course they are. In fact, that's not that's not a good narrative. That's pretty fucking dull, if you ask me. But anyway, yeah, you're right, Will. You're very unlucky considering that you were at the forefront of bringing Mitchell in. Um, it's not. This is a mini moan because I was like sold Robertson. Oh, two assists. Great, and I brought brought in Phillips, and it's kind of like okay, so great. Phillips got got a goal and did really well. Got some good points. Probably got a bit lucky there, but. Robertson got more points and I took a hit for it. So it's like I've still lost yeah. points. It's like I'm just firing, like I'm getting Willock and then the player I sold also does well. And it's like, I'm just... Oh. It's so frustrating. Perfect fantasy is you need to sell players who then do shit and the players you bring in do well. And I, I'm just not having it at the moment. I should just stop making transfers. I should step away from the computer and stop making transfers. There's no point taking hits this time of year. I do this, Will. I go through this in my head. You you think, well, okay, I'm doing it too much. So you step away and then you go, well, that week I didn't actually look enough. And then it it flip-flops. So what what lessons have you taken from this season, would you say? What have you learned? What what have you guys learned? So I think the the main lesson I've got from this season is just... um, I haven't focused on FPL as much as I have in previous seasons and I need to plan properly. So I've made transfers and transferred players and now I'm looking at, why did I transfer him out? He's got a really good fix this week. And I just simply haven't, especially mm. towards the end of the season, been planning ahead enough and making really simple mistakes, blunders, if you like. Would you put class them as lazy mistakes? It's... To do with time and context, I'm normally very busy before the deadline and yeah. I'm getting, I'm trying to piece together information. Um, 
uh, you know, like this, you know, I didn't get Kane and Gundogan in the week before because we got the City news about various. It was so we had no idea it was going to start, and I just got cold feet, so I got Son instead, which I think was a mistake because he's been more creative recently and hasn't been mm-hmm. as 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 an attacking threat. And it's things like that. It's just making rush last minute decisions without having got the sort of foresight and planning behind it. You know, selling Bamford this week bonkers decision well you like, say that i don't think it is a bonkers we've discussed this he, the lad's got a ceiling bonkers, he bonkers in in the sense of Leeds it was bonkers form. for me no bonkers for me because oh. i benched watkins i was never going to play watkins oh and and so why not sell watkins he's got a terrible game week game week 38 fixture mm. um i don't really fancy him to score against chelsea no. and just keep bamford and now i want bamford back and it's like it was it's things like that where I'm just panicking at the last minute and not looking at my team properly. And I was had like an emotional decision because I was annoyed. I got Bamford in the week before and he blanked. And I was like, it's all these sort of things. I thought, oh, he went off early. His expected minutes is lower. He's not going to play. Just get rid of him. Just get rid of him. It's like, no. Anyway, so <laughs> a whole next season, it's, I'm going to get, I didn't do it this year. And I did it last year. It got me a top 2,000, uh, top 3,000 rank mm. by planning. So I had what I did is I created a spreadsheet. I used the data from the 538 website and used it as a prediction to look at which teams were going to do well and make sure I was planning ahead properly. And it really helps just that thought of, oh, you look at your team, you put your team in, oh, this person's got, you know, just planning ahead. And I haven't been doing it this year, partly because I've had, it's been, you know, my relationship with FPL has been a bit, I've just not enjoyed this season. I think the mm. luck's really throwing me off. So I fall victim to something called what the heck effect, where I'm just kind of like, oh, it doesn't really matter anymore. And then next year, it's going to, um, next year, I need, I clearly need to get my spreadsheets out. I clearly need to start planning properly because it's, it helps with decision making so okay. much. And you, you, in terms of, um, not just decision making, in terms of picking players, but in terms of where you move the money around making money available for certain players at certain times for instance it's like everything you know you got it's like a game of chess or something you've got to really plan your moves what are the consequences you've got limited moves so it's like looking at fabio borges who's one of the the top managers who always seems to be inside the top 1000 and he is again this season and he benched Ianacho rather than sell him because Ianacho kind of yeah he's a decent shout as you say for the last game against that spurs defense mm. so he's thinking yeah i'll play him in that game Whereas I was like two weeks ago thinking, oh, Ian Acho's got a few bad fixtures and I haven't used, like, why have Watkins on the bench? I should have, going back further, if I was planning more, I would have had Ian Acho on the bench because mm-hmm. I would have kept him. Um, so it's all that kind of like, when are you going to use players? When are they going to be valuable to you in the future? So not just thinking about the players you're getting in just based upon form and fixtures, which is still kind of, you know, that's okay. I'm not, I haven't lost that. 12 green arrows in a row is, is okay. But planning is that extra bit of when you sell player, when you're going to use them again, that mm. kind of stuff I've done really badly. Mm. Never mind, mate. Never mind. I, I tell you, I tell Lesson you, I made learned. a, I made a bit of a boo, uh, a lazy boo boo. Um, was it, which game week was it? Wasn't this game. It must be the one before one was city lost. No one was city beat Newcastle four, three. I bought Diaz in for a hit and that was just fucking annoying. I mean, better off just not, it, that's the thing, isn't it? It's when you bring them in for a hit and they don't score any points. It's just, it's just, fucking, I wish someone, I, and I did that. That was pure 
laziness. That was pure, I'll just get a City defender yeah. in. That's the thing. Whereas realistically, I know that I, I just sort of I already knew in, it sort of intuitively that, that that you shouldn't be gambling on the City side at the moment. You should just, should, you just leave it alone. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah. But, you know, especially for a hit. So, yes, I feel your frustration. But, um, and obviously you're doing better than I am, Will. But, good news, guys. Matt, you're like this. I've now broken the one million barrier. Oh, nice. So you might beat Magnus after all. I might beat him. I might beat him. I'm not going to beat my score from last season when I wasn't really playing, which is a bit annoying. Sort of fake me beating real me. So that's a bit frustrating. But look, I've, I've had Tottenham on the phone and... Uh, I don't want to put it out there, but I'm in talks to take over from Ryan Mason, who, when he's interviewed, sounds too much like a 12-year-old boy. And he can't be a manager of any football club with a voice like that. I was thinking Ryan Mason, Harry Kane and Hugo Lloris. I mean, that's that's a dressing room, isn't it? <laughs> and they, they go through their manual of, come on, let's win. And they don't. Go on in, Matt, it's your turn to speak. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to say? <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> um, Lessons learned. What have you learned about this season? Um, well, uh, similarly to, to Will, um, you know, definitely plan a little bit more. Um, I didn't, I usually have kind of a spreadsheet with all the list of fixtures and I'll do my own fixture kind of difficulty rating, you know, green and, and every kind of six weeks I'll change them depending on the form of, okay. of the team. So like, you know, it, it could go from a kind of a, a dark orange to a yellow if it's if if the form of the team improves just to give kind of give a better i guess context around the fixtures changing um so i didn't do that this year um i guess i probably haven't watched as much football this year i think that's mainly down to just the whole covid lack of atmosphere lack of fans you know it, it kind of takes a bit of the yeah it just takes a bit of a shine off the off the football and makes it a bit more harder to watch it and enjoy it so I think next year will be a little bit more of a return to normality. Yeah, I, I guess in the last season or two, I've moved away from maybe more uh, stat-based um, you know, research into more eye test things. So that could be something I could look back into, um, you know, not to overindulge into the stats because it's very easy to kind of get bogged down by them. So yeah, just a little bit of kind of going back to basics, I think, and like that going back to normality now in the new season. I, I might watch the Euros and just keep, like we uh, myself and Alfie talked there about the Euros, about Ireland not being in the tournament. So I might just keep an eye on a few uh, of the Premier League players. Um, Obviously, it's not a great gauge because some players, you know, play better for their, play better or worse for their international team than they do in the league. So, um, but just to kind of keep track of who's in form and who, who's looking sharp in terms of fitness coming back for the new season. So, just things like that. Um, yeah, and, and not to buy players like Joe Ellington. <laughs> or Joe Linton. Or Joe Linton. <laughs> I want to talk about uh, the impact of the football crowd return because this is one thing. Talking about being lazy, Will, and lazy picks, this is one thing I just did not know. So when I looked at all the fixtures and I made my predictions, I just didn't, I just didn't know the crowds were going to be there. And it, it made such a difference. I mean, I... The, the intensity was there. Players seemed a bit more up for just trying a few more things. It wasn't just a two tactical sides setting off against each other. It, it definitely there was a bit more uh, of a frantic nature to the football as well. Obviously, that results in some of the uh, uh, results we've seen uh, as well. Obviously, the Man City game. So, home and away. Home fixtures. We're going to go with home fixtures. 
captaincy's got to be on Salah. And I'll give you another reason why, for me, my captaincy's going to be on Salah. Because on another platform, my final match for the league title is a head-to-head league, and the team I'm playing against has Mo Salah. And we all know how that's going to go. So, captaincy Mo Salah. Matt, home fixtures this week for you. Is that going to be in effect? And lots of goals are we going to see? Yeah, I think so. Um, definitely me transfers. Well, me transfers are is, is based on that because I'm going to lose uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, you know, away to Man City. I think Everton, uh, without looking at the table, I think they've got an outside chance of maybe sneaking a Europa League spot. Well, like um, Spurs, lol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But um, you know, I, I can I can see Everton, you know, sitting back, maybe trying to get a point, depending on how the other games go. Um, I don't expect them to. If they do score, I think it'll be one. I don't see them putting many past Man City like Brighton did. You know, there was an early red card there. Um, definitely had an impact. And you know, City will probably play a strong side, looking to get a bit of momentum before their Champions League finals. Um. So yeah, Calvert Lewin, and I'm gonna bring in Bamford because I think Leeds, I think, are the standout pick on paper. Have you seen their form? It's pretty yeah, astonishing uh, if you look mm. at the form table. Yeah, and I, I mean, I know up till last week, you know, we were there was a lot of people, you know, thinking of losing Bamford. You know, he didn't look sharp. He was getting subbed before 60 minutes. Rodrigo was coming into form a little bit, but you know, Bielsa stuck by him there last game. Um, he got a goal and an assist. Um, and I think against West Brom, there's going to be a lot more opportunities. Possibly maybe a sneaky outside uh, captaincy pick if anyone's feeling brave. But I think for me, you know, Salah's chasing that golden boo. Kane is chasing that golden boo. I- I'd be looking for players who are looking to score. But I, I don't think anything's wrong with, with Bamford as a-, as a captaincy option. But he's definitely a player I don't want to go without this week. Mm. Well, Everton, as you say... Uh, 59 points, though, at the moment. Uh, West Ham yeah. in sixth for 62. They do have a, a vastly superior goal difference, West Ham. Exactly, yeah. And, so and, Everton won't get Europa League, but they could get the Vauxhall Conference, whatever it's called. The, yeah, um, no, there's, that's what I was about to ask, which I heard. I was like, I had to work out whether I was really in a lucid dream or not when I heard that. So it's like a conference Europa, Europa League. So it's like... What is it? <laughs> it's a league. It's a Europa League, but it's not the Europa League. I mean, have you seen some of the teams in the Europa League? You got Carrier Bag, haven't you? You got um, Box of Chocolates. <laughs> I think they're from Hungary. We... Yeah, I mean, who's going to be in? How the long conference? are we working on that one? <laughs> Do you know, I'll be honest. I'll be honest with you. That just came just now. Oh, I know, and I'm surprised considering I'm. St- struggling to speak today <laughs> i was about to say is that what she said but no no that doesn't quite work in that context does it yeah do you know what it is <laughs> no, is it the is it the europa league conference is it a qualification for the europa cup is it essentially what it is i think it's a, it's a third tournament so it's the complete opposite to the esl like <laughs> yeah. yeah it's for teams that never get into any other competition they wanted to and form to their own them breakout league and all be <laughs> yeah. shit together. It's <laughs> to give some European football to uh, to the to poor Eastern European countries, really. I think that that's which is yeah the biggest victim. It's weird, isn't it? Because years ago, I remember watching Red Star in the final of the European Cup when he had yeah. Stade Bucharest winning before them, and it's like 
But they've been, since the Champions League has come along, all the money and everything like that, they're, you know, the biggest victims are the Eastern European teams. Mm. They just can't compete financially with with the Western, with the big five leagues. And um, anyway, this is a tournament for for the teams who, who basically never do well in any either of the other two competitions, plus seventh place in the Premier League. Yeah. So basically, if you're if you're too good for a relegation battle and not good enough for the top six, you get this. Yeah, <laughs> strange one, isn't it? Really strange one. All right. So, Will, so you're you've obviously intimated that the crowd's going to make a difference for you uh, for this game week. So your captaincy is oh, you, Salah. Got, yeah. No, well, well, well. Why wouldn't you put it on Harry Kane? You were, it's, it's the last game for the club. It's the last time you'll be able to do it. Because that Villa performance was so bad, <laughs> and uh, and it's like you're watching it going, why has Kane not had a shot? And it's it's, and it does make me think, yeah, there's golden boot motivation, but where was the evidence of that against Villa? There was like no golden boot motivation. He's got a great record against Leicester, but Leicester have got a much bigger motivation to win this match yeah. as a team. Um, Spurs are away. Um, Leicester fans don't like Kane because he always scores against them. It's. I think it's going to be. And he doesn't always score against them. Not every single match, but obviously, fourteen goals in yeah. uh, in um, eleven appearances is pretty good in the Premier League. I just feel that Salah, yeah, Liverpool as a team have got more motivation than Spurs. The golden boat motivation for Salah as well. I think yes, and he's at home. Should have scored against Burnley. I mean, yeah. and he doesn't go too long without scoring a goal, doesn't he? he doesn't go too many matches. Yeah. yeah. Now I was I've just that villa performance has really changed my perception of this sort of end of season period for Spurs. I just don't get it. It was such a bad performance. It just feels like uh there was that, again that narrative of let's get the evil man out of the club and it turns out he's just he was just spot on. Everything he said was just basically spot on. That squad just needs an overhaul, doesn't it? it really Say does. that after the the result of the week before against Wolves. Where we played well, we played all right. But again, it's that argument of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer at United with the squad with players like that, you will win games. I mean, there's no. It's like Harry Kane doesn't need a good manager to win games of football. He just will because he's a fucking good player. Same as Son, same as Gareth Bale. I mean, any team will win at some point. It wasn't because they were well set up. It's also because Wolves are shit as well. <laughs> Let's face it, Wolves have looked very increasingly poor this season. They got away with it. I still think um, Nez is a great manager, but they've definitely been lacking. They, they missed Jimenez massively, and that defending resolute nature that was that's not quite there because when you miss that attacking threat, it obviously puts pressure in defence. And Adama Traore, I mean, just get rid of him, just bin him off, just sell him to sell him to Galatasaray, get get it done. Yeah. I thought they did quite well against Everton, to be honest. I know they lost 1-0, but... Um, but they have, they're still a good... Sorry, I, I don't want to... I felt like a bit harsh on Wolves, but, like, I'm talking about compared to their, their standards from before. And they, yeah, they still yeah. have time... They're good in, they're good in moments. They have good moments. Like, a lot of teams have good moments. Yeah. They need, they need Jimenez back. They, they need really back, need yeah. Jimenez back. Well, let me say this now. Crowd at Molly are amazing. The crowd at Molly are absolutely amazing. You look at what Brighton did against Manchester City, right. uh, coming back from 2-0 down to win 3-2. Wolves did exactly the same on the 27th of December 2019, being a bit of a geek to remember the date. Wow. But they were 2-0 down against City. The stadium was packed, it was fervent, it was 
an incredible atmosphere. And they came back to win 3-2 with Matt Doherty getting the winner and towards the end of the game. It was a tremendous match. And they were just galvanised. And you could see the other point is City seem to be intimidated when the crowd is against them. They play much better without a crowd. So that could be another. So it might just it might be a City thing, but Wolves at home against Man United in the last game. I th- if the crowd are up for it, if the crowd create a good atmosphere, then that could really help them. It was what, what was really interesting about the crowd thing for me was the spontaneous nature, and we kind of got used to not knowing the crowds there. So I think players as well weren't used to the spontaneity, and when the things aren't going well for the home team, it was wasn't people cheering; it was people moaning. It's the moaning. We've missed. It's the oh, and, the, and then, and also the referees are being influ- back to being influenced again. Matt, mm. Fulham, Newcastle. I mean, am I being stupid here? I mean, they've got um, to win again at some point, Fulham, right? They've got to. I think, no, well, look, I, I think it'll be an interesting game. You know, Newcastle, they had some good chances against Sheffield United. You know, Sheffield United looked like they were in the game for quite a long time. You know, they had, they had some good chances themselves. Um, and I do think Fulham play a kind of a better brand of football than Sheffield United. Even I was only talking about this in work with a, a guy who I work with. You know, it, it's funny how as soon as relegation is confirmed for some teams, they just mm. seem to play like a different team, you know, without pressure on their back. You know, they can just go out. They don't have to worry about the result. And they, you know, you see, we've seen a few of the, um, you know, we saw West Brom almost get a point against Liverpool. We saw, you know, the likes of Sheffield United beaten. Uh, who would they be uh, recently? 1-0. Um, Brighton, they beat, I think. Yeah, Brighton. Yeah, yeah that's right. And Everton, I think, 1 0, they beat re- uh, last oh, yeah, week. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They yeah. did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you know, so they're, you'd imagine, you know, team gets relegated, you know, they're they're not bothered. They're already mentally on their holidays, but there's Sheffield United, you know, getting some results that they don't even need. Um, so, yeah, Fulham could be a, another bit of a dark horse there. Um, Bobby Reed, two assists in two, I think he's got now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, that 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 game I think will be a bit of a a bit of a mystery game. It could be high scoring. I don't. I I'd probably back it to be more high scoring than low scoring. Um, and like that, I, I fancy Joe Joe Willock to score or to be involved just with the form he's in. If Newcastle do end up scoring, so um, like we were saying to to already there, I, I definitely think he's worth having in the team, whether it be a a fourth midfielder to fund a few more premiums or just bench fodder in case someone misses out. Jordi's going for his wild card this week, right? Or free hit. Free hit, wild card. Free card. hit. Free hit. What's your game plan, Matt? Has your team set up? Have you done enough transfers as it is? Or are you going to go... Um, or is there a chance to go and take a few hits somewhere? Or uh, I think I've done enough damage to the team as as it is lately. I'll just I'll run through the team real quick. So if McCarthy and Gold, who may not start... Hang on, yeah. Has, because he's played two games in a row now. Yeah, and he was dreadful, he was, to be honest. Um, really? You know, yeah. so it, it's more than likely Pickford going to be coming in against Man City. Um, I've got Juan Basaka away to Wolves for Man United. I've got Phillips there against Crystal Palace. And I've got Dallas, uh, you know, for Leeds. So I'm happy enough with my defence. Um, then I've got Fernandez Greenwood for United in midfield. Now, again, with the Europa League coming up and Greenwood, Greenwood not looking great last game, he could be maybe benched. We don't know. Um, and when is that I've final, one, by the way? When is that? The Europa League, League is it next Thursday? Yeah, it's Wednesday. The 26th of May. Wednesday, the 26th of May. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, I mean, between Fernandez and Greenwood, I wouldn't be surprised to see one of them, maybe even both benched if 
you know, it's it's not a home game for United, so it's not like it, it you know they're putting out a strong team for the fans. Um, Salah, my captain, at home to Crystal Palace. Uh, Willock is my last midfielder. I think Calvert Lewin to to Bamford is is enough. I, I don't really want to go taking too many no. more punts. No, I got a, right. Will, let's go for your one then, because I I got a feeling like a mad professor. You've got um, you've got a crazy plan lined up. I don't have a crazy plan lined up. I'm so, I'm I'm kicking myself for not keeping Bamford because now I just want him back. So I might just do DCL to Bamford. Um, I kind of, I mean, I could get all Antonio. I've only really got one. I mean, I could get both DCL and Antonio, but then they need to score to justify the hits. So yeah, that's the thing. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was thinking about either getting uh, Bamford or Dallas. because I've got Dina as well. And I'm not quite sorry, sure you got what to who? make Sorry, it. you got who? Dina, Luca Dean. Oh, sorry, I've never heard of him. Luca Dean, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Castagna yeah. and Castagna. Oh, they're still doing it. Even people are res- respected commentators are doing it now. It's like a disease. <laughs> sorry, Will, I interrupted you with a, a mini right. rant. It's all right. It's okay. It's, okay. it's fair enough. Um, yeah, so I, don't know whether, so I don't know whether to do both because Will is um, the person whose name I'm just pronouncing, I'm not going to pronounce again. Is he going to get two points or could he do something more against Man City. Like, how will Man City approach the Everton game? They will have fans. I imagine their fans will probably mm. want to cheer them on before they go off to the Champions League final. I remember being at the game. It was, coincidentally, it's quite funny. Before Spurs, their last home match, before they went to the Champions League final, <laughs> we were in the Champions League final. Um, we played mm. Everton, bizarrely, and uh, and we uh, and we let them score. So... What will the focus be? Do you know what I mean? There's no, I mean, I know it's Spurs and Man City are different teams, but will they be kind of, they've already won the Premier League. Will they really be caring about this match too much? How, how you know, if they're going to score, then maybe we should keep Calvert-Lewin. Probably not. And mm. it's difficult though, because I want to make two transfers, but ultimately that's a hit. Is Dallas? If Dallas is going to get a goal, then great, I'll just get him. Uh, if he doesn't, then... Um, I don't know what to do really, so I can't really decide. I've got. I might. I'll probably just end up taking a hit because of what the heck. Why not? What the heck? Yeah, yeah, because it's fun and free. <laughs> and, and coming back to Man City, though, you have to think that he's going to play his full strength side going into. If he talks about, <laughs> I know he talks about momentum and all that, but you know he, did, he said that recently, didn't he? And then he played Scott Carson in goal. So <laughs> yeah. I, I really don't know. I mean, Gundogan picked up a knock, but I think that was just a precaution. I just want to stay away from them, to be honest. Oh, and bringing it round to Everton, Will. I mean, they're struggling to score anyway at the moment. So to score against City, but... They are struggling to score against everyone, yeah. That's the thing. Form says, well, don't pick a Everton striker. That's ridiculous. So you drop DCL and then he scores. You're like, well, yeah, that's the luck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because DCL had been doing well up until the last two matches. Mm. Like he'd he'd been getting what you know, what we call big chances, what opt to term big chances. And that's great. That's what you want your strikers to be getting. So you didn't expect with the two fixtures that they had that they that he'd blank. It's been really disappointing. Will he now that he's bizarrely playing a better team, will he now suddenly do well? He, I mean, it could happen, but logic says just sell him, get Bamford, lead yeah, to him. But, but again, but again, like it feels like it's the last weekend of the season. You've got to have a few punts. The way I look at this fixture, 
is that Everton has struggled to score recently, but Man City have started conceding goals. Conceded three goals to Brighton. Brighton don't score normally. And then and then you Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who you can't, his build and the way he plays, you kind of feel like he'd, be, he'd score against absolutely anyone. So you never know. But the other factor is Man City, if we're following that narrative of home now being an advantage, and for a lot of these teams, it's their first home game with fans. So it has that celebration about it with like almost like um opening day of the season sort of thing and plus they've won the league so it'll be their fanfare i can't imagine anything else but a man city win for me i think i just don't think i don't think pep will allow it any other way i just don't think yeah i agree matt is there any hope or not you're definitely selling calvert lewin <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it makes sense. would you take okay would you take a hit and sell dina as well Dean. <laughs> uh, for for Dallas, yes, but only because he could he could score one or two in a game, just because he has such a high ceiling for a defender and and a relatively good a relatively good clean sheet chance, even by Leeds' standards. Yeah, yeah. Um, if, like if you were asking me if you were going to sell Dean for I don't know an Arsenal defender or something, I'd say no way. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dallas but, is but the fact, one, isn't it? The fact that it's Leeds, you know, you got Dallas playing in midfield, he gets chances. He also gets the bonus of a clean sheet chance. I think the the risk, you know, the the reward outweighs the risk um, for the minus four. Um, but having said that, uh, you know, I took a minus eight for Joe Ellington, so uh, I'm probably not the best person to be advising yeah. who to get on hits. So that is the final episode of this season, of the 2021 season. And uh, I have to say a big thank you to the lads who've joined me throughout this whole season. That's Matt, Will and Yordi. And they'll be joining me again next season. And also a little treat for you. Uh, we're only three weeks away from the Euros. Uh, and they'll be joining me for some preview shows and maybe some catch up shows throughout the whole Euros. Let's see how that goes. Let's see how the beer drinking goes, shall we? Yeah, indeed. Uh, so, yeah, so if you don't join us for that, join us next season and good luck this game week. And, of course, if you do want to get in touch, uh, if there's any improvements uh, you th think I can make to the show or anything I can add, just to get in touch via Twitter or any other means, you can find all the details in this episode blurb. So signing off for now. Until next time, listeners, take care of yourselves and each other. And we will speak again soon. FPO, I want to be champion. Will I be Magnus? Or is this madness? Will I, will I, will I be Magnus? I got to know, I got to be that Magnus.